I feel like the big breaks in my household, like I couldn't just like nonchalantly play off. Uh-huh. Like there was one where <laughs> me and my best friend had just watched Mortal Kombat. <gasps> so we went into my bedroom and started playing Mortal Kombat <laughs> with each other and I kicked him and like I had a twin bed and I kicked him and he fell on the bed and then fell through my closed window, <laughs> broke the window oh, okay. and fell onto the ground. <laughs> so you can't Were you like, like the first story? Yeah. A deer. Still, you kicked your a friend deer out jumped of through the window, mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like. but like it was through the closed window. Right, a oh deer jumped through the window. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was a bird. You know, birds run into windows all the time. It's a yeah, big old yeah. bird, mom. Have you ever seen an eagle? <laughs> <laughs> My sister got so mad at me one time that she like had her shoe kind of like off her heel and kicked it, <gasps> and it flew. And, like, landed straight in the window and just stuck there. (gasps) And then she, like, blamed it on me because I made her so mad that she broke the window with her shoe. (laughs) It's like, it's your shoe stuck in the window. (laughs) Gosh. My sister and her friend were fighting one time in her room. And we were, like, home alone. I was in the living room. And I heard them fighting. So I went back there. I was like, like, what's going on? They're still fighting. And so I, like, pushed my sister's friend. And she fell through the wall. <laughs> this is a mistake. Oh okay. so Josh, I think we found, like, don't make Josh angry or play Mortal Kombat or else you're literally going through a wall or a window. Like, anything else we should be worried about? No, okay. just that. <laughs> I've never seen him angry, but apparently when he gets angry, yeah. everything comes out. I can't even out. imagine they Josh were like, angry. They were, te- they were like easy walls to break through. <laughs> yep, that's Not fair. like these solid yeah. things. Solid, sturdy, <laughs> half walls. plaster walls. Do you want to test it? <laughs> Come to find out they were just play fighting to see what I would do. And I was like, uh, well, aww. you found out. <laughs> through the wall. Yeah. I will protect my older sister. <laughs> wow. That's nice. Welcome to This Was a Mistake. I'm Martha Ellen. I'm Shelby. I'm Josh. And today we're joined by... Hannah. Thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for being here. Aw. Um, okay, so Hannah, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Oh, man. So, um, I'm Hannah. I've been Hannah forever. So it was a good start. It yeah. is. Uh, Hannah Palindrome, Hannah, not the one without an H at right. the end. Oh, yeah. We got to get that clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's really important. <laughs> but I answered to Hannah without an H at the end because it's silent. So you never know. <laughs> but if it's written, I get really mad. <laughs> uh, take notes for the Instagram post. Yeah. 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 Uh, just uh, for all of my fan mail coming in. <laughs> yes. Yes. You will Please be getting lots correctly. of fan mail after this. I shared it on the make Instagram today. We saw that. Yeah. We're both Thanks. so special. Well, it's like Josh just like, start, or, um, yeah, Joshua Bailey started talking about make. I'm like, ah, ah, yeah, he did. And he like, loves make. Oh my gosh. And it just like, it makes me so happy because I never really knew him until he played the loft show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, um, I like to be present but not like in people's business when they yeah. look like they're working right and that's a really hard thing because i like i love to talk to people and i want to talk to everyone i want to know what they're doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it yeah and i want to give them advice on it like very <laughs> unsolicited advice um but i'm trying to grow as a human and just like let Aren't people do all? their thing mm-hmm. yeah and joshua always just like he was in the zone yeah and so i'd walk through the print studio and he was like just 
going for it and I'd say hi and I'd say have a good night because um, it was always like as I was doing my rounds before mm-hmm. I left and then he played the show and then we like actually started talking I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> this guy is so cool yeah yeah um so thank y'all for making me actually talk to someone who yeah. was at my <laughs> at my place of business for months um so on that note tell us about what you do um you work at make so yeah I'm a recent Alabamian I moved down here a year ago, like this month. Wow. So we're like, we're right at a Happy year. Anniversary. Cool. It's I nice know. to have you in Birmingham. It's nice to be here. <laughs> as, they as they say, as I've got a thousand posters of that. <laughs> oh man. Um, so segue from the thousand posters of it's nice to have you in Birmingham. I work at make. Mm-hmm. It is a shared studio co-working space. So we've got woodworking, metalworking, ceramics and printing so like screen printing and a dark room for photography and it's all housed under one kind of warehousey space and we do classes we do programming for just like events and then we also ho- like have tenants and i think right now we're at 24 companies working under our roof that's Dang. so cool which is crazy that's so yeah, cool and but get this so like if you were to guess how many people like work because of make or like adjacent to make, I I was shocked because I was like, like, I know there's a lot of people that work around make and in make and just like with us. But then I ran some numbers a while back, ran some numbers. And I just walked <laughs> so around. Official. I was like, okay, so <laughs> there's heads, Susan Gordon <laughs> and then Allison, Big Spoon and we have 104 jobs Dang. that come out Whoa. of make, yeah. which is insane. Yeah, that's so crazy. And it like it makes me so happy because I'm like I just like have this little part in this world on this two person company, and then all these other companies thrive under it. Yeah, yeah. that's like, awesome. so cool. It's cool. So I came to make doing education and like um, just building our education program with classes. So come take a class at Make. You'll get at least one email from me. That'll be fun. <laughs> Um, but now as about halfway through after getting here halfway through this year, we had Bruce, who's our owner and founder partnered with some guys and bought a 70,000 foot square foot warehouse. And we are making M2 now. That's so cool. So it's much larger scale, Mm -hmm. still creative co-working, but we've got people going in there at like 10,000 square feet. And that'll be their dedicated space, have their own production lines in there. And then the shared space that they would use, like kitchen, conference rooms, all that good nonsense will be there too. Yeah. So cool. Old car heaven. Yeah. It's rad. It'll be cool. We're like, um, we're very close to getting, we got all our documents through the city and we're like so close to getting the okay go on breaking ground. Oh, yeah. Which is freaking terrifying. I've never been this close to, like, A, a construction project. B, like, any kind of development thing. Like, this is really cool talking about leases and tenant agreements and, like, (laughs) I'm like, I don't know what this stuff is. (laughs) Right. Um, And just, like, learning about that whole architectural process and, like, all the thought that goes into, like, here's how we're going to create space. Because that's the biggest thing that we think about make is, like, we've created space for other people to do what they do. It's not like, not exactly what we do. We just like make sure it runs. 
and they run their business mm-hmm. without having mm-hmm. to think about like the water, the Wi-Fi, the yeah. coffee, and they just like want to be there because it's cool. Yeah. And that's the coolest part because I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys like like us enough to <laughs> stick around and yeah. hang out. And, like, yeah. we created this cool little ecosystem inside the walls, and everyone works together, and like we'll talk about whatever around the kitchen table just like at lunch and I can't wait to see that scale over to even bigger even more people it's cool also that you're like creating a community I mean clearly it's community because everyone's in the same place but Mm -hmm. like all these drastically different businesses are like able to talk with each other about like struggles of starting a small business and everything and like they can Mm -hmm. literally share a table and like come and gather and like eat their meals together and everything. So it's like creating camaraderie amongst exactly. a lot of different businesses. And that's really cool. Exactly. And I think like so much in, so, um, after college I joined a program called venture for America, um, became a fellow there and that's what brought me here. And they focus on startups and like entrepreneurial ventures in cities like not the valley not new york like we're going Mm -hmm. to birmingham we're going to detroit cincinnati kansas city and working in these budding startup ecosystems Mm -hmm. but even there talking about startups and talking about like being an entrepreneur it's so tech focused and it's so like big growth like we're gonna hit this funding round we're gonna go into like like hit a million dollars and be shipped um but there's this whole entrepreneurial segment of just small businesses that have been left Mm -hmm. out of that growth. Like you don't see these, like Susan could never go into the depot because it's just like two different worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So what's Susan? Oh, Susan Gordon pottery. So she's a, one of our longer term makers. Like she came in and started when we brought on make like Bruce went into her and was like, this is, like you should move in here yeah. right. versus innovation depot, which is a really cool thing, but they focus a little bit more on like what I'm assuming is like the tech side. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like- so um, the depot is much more. So it's like, they've got, Oh my gosh, they've got 90 companies, 130 wow, companies. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. And um, lots of them are like, there are some like icebox coffee is mm-hmm. in the depot mm-hmm. and there's some, there's makers there, but it's just not the same environment. And it's not yeah. like when you think of, the we works of the world and like co-working spaces you think of everyone on their laptops like yes, tapping away yes. on the next big app yeah. or something like that whereas like our co-working space it's like people like this is co-working people working with their hands yeah. like yeah. what are some of the companies you have so we have a uh, tree to table furniture company furniture. um cool. alabama sawyer they are a couple that started building furniture out in LA and then recently moved to Alabama and cool. re reimagined their business here because Alabama has like one of the largest urban forests mm-hmm. cool. or Birmingham specifically. And so everything they do is made out of trees that have fallen in Birmingham cool. and mm-hmm. they take them down to their mill and saw them. So like they have their sawyers and dry them for like years and they go in kilns and then they turn into like this beautiful, very high end furniture. Yeah. Um, we have Susan Gordon Pottery, which is a ceramics company that works out of make. They do just like boutique-ish handcrafted pottery. It's all handmade. It's like the coolest aspect of like 
a manufacturing line, but they're all people. It's not robots. They're just Mm -hmm. doing their part of I make it or I smooth it or I glaze it or I gold it. Right. And she's like gotten this down to its science. So everything looks like maybe one person made all of it, which is crazy. Her stuff is amazing. It's so beautiful. At Pepper Place every Saturday. So for all you listening, go to Pepper Place, say hi to Susan and buy some pottery. Hannah sent you. Yeah. Yeah. I actually made some of it for a while, just like on the side. Oh yeah? Yeah. It was really cool. I was like, um, (laughs) it was really funny actually, because before coming to make, I had no ceramics experience at all. Like I've made clay things in kindergarten and that's about it yeah um but I started getting really into the ceramic studio because there wasn't really anyone that was owning it and I had to figure out this pug machine which just reclaims clay so you can use it again had to figure out stuff for the classes so like how to fire how to put things in the kiln just like the process of clay Mm -hmm. and then at one point Susan's like hey like you do a lot of uh, pugging for make we are so backed up we need extra set of hands do you want to like just come pug some stuff for us yeah. like sure um so i just like started doing that on the side and then they're like oh you want to try golding oh do you want to try making this and at one point i was talking to susan she's like so like where did like tell me about your ceramics background like where where did you learn this stuff i'm like literally yesterday <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we probably should have talked about this before you hired me right <laughs> but it's cool so cool um, but then we've got Party Sally, which is a greeting card company. So Catherine Ross does these beautiful watercolored greeting cards, and they're all funny as hell. Like, mm-hmm. she's got a boobs card. Look it up. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you might get some really – look up Party Sally. And you'll find <laughs> it from there. <laughs> um, and then we've got, like, people like Big Spoon works out. Like, they're one of our – greater lease tenants um we have an architecture firm that works out of our co-working space a couple magazines Mm -hmm. and it's just like this random assortment of people that somehow came under the same roof and anywhere else you like would never put them in the same room yeah Yeah. which is cool yeah which makes it really special yeah 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 make it yeah. I also made a lot of make jokes in my interview with Bruce. So that was pretty fun. <laughs> like, we can make this. <laughs> nice. Did no. he catch on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, like, like oh, not God, subtle God. at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you get that, it? Yeah, I'm like, ha, da <laughs> And he's like, uh, okay, we'll get back to you. Maybe we'll call you. I don't know. <laughs> so background-wise, you studied engineering yeah mechanical engineering mechanical and your minor was in art um yeah so i went to an engineering school like that's missouri university of science and technology Mm. in rolla missouri um it is predominantly engineering very much all science yeah the only art program we had was getting a minor and that was like taking all of the classes yeah and like all like that's just what there was um but that was actually a journey into doing that minor because I was having like this quarter life crisis um went to school two years and then went on a co-op and I was like a internship 
so is a summer and a semester though so it's like spending a semester away from school yeah. up in Iowa and I was like oh <laughs> yeah 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 everything you imagine about Iowa is exactly I've been there <laughs> how you, like there's a lot of corn <laughs> there's so much corn. corn there's corn everywhere you look I got stuck in a cornfield once when I was driving oh. there and my oh. car just got totally stuck I mean I'm like back out because it had rained recently oh, and it was just like this ditch Dang. and I had like a little Altima it, just, it took a long time to get out of it but we made it there you go awful that we drove I drove from Birmingham to Nebraska, Nebraska, Chicago, Chicago oh. back down. Nebraska to Chicago is just brutal. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Gosh. So um, imagine all of your Iowa experiences, but then multiply that by like eight months. <laughs> oh, and yeah. like that's Bro, enough to make like anyone go crazy. Yeah. And I was working this like no engineering internship, like living in a cubicle. Like that was just. Oh. that was it uh, and I'm like what the hell am I doing mm-hmm. yeah. like why did I why did I pick engineering what I like I'm not having too much fun I'm just like I'm bored I'm typing away on excel I'm just like listening to too many podcasts and not actually like it just didn't feel right yeah um and I started looking into like transferring schools I'm like like wasn't even at school I'm like <laughs> I need to do something else right and I was, I went into engineering with the idea that I'd go into industrial design afterwards because I wanted to know how things work. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to make them like very beautiful and like form and function are hand in hand in my mind. And I was like ready to do that. But I was like, I'm going to be smart and do engineering first. And so that's how I got there. I didn't really like, I applied to one school went into it and just like did straight math and science for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I need to find a different program. I need to like do something. And like S and T doesn't have art. Like yeah. there's one room. Um, but so like after that whole core life crisis, I was like, okay, like I like my school. I like where I am. I should continue this, but I need to like find some outlet. And ended up going, like, emailing the professor, like, that night in Iowa. Like, how do I get into art? In <laughs> Like, what do I need to do? And they're just like, sign up for a class. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> like, you're being really, really silly about this. Uh, but I, like, realized I just didn't make time for it then. Yeah. And I, the only way I was going to make time for it was if I did a class. And one class turned into two, turned into three, turned into a minor. And then now anyone that I'm like, oh, yeah, I was like engineering with a minor in art. They're like, you're so weird. <laughs> like, why would you do those two things? That is a very interesting combo. But with the idea of like industrial design being the, yeah. the end goal, oh, it yeah. makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah, literally like, just a combination of the two. It's yeah. like, but that's like, that's me, man. I am, I have a very engineering brain, but a huge art background. Yeah. Um, my mom was a costume designer. And so I grew up in the theater and like grew up like I could, she just like had all these supplies for me to make things. So I distinctly remember making like a denim backpack out of jeans that I like cut up when I was in sixth grade or something. And it was awful. I like think back to that. I'm like, why did I think that was so cool? Um, But like I always had things to make things at my Mm -hmm. disposal and like she would buy us any art kit we wanted and I got to explore that. And then my dad is a software engineer who works on cars like we have 14 vehicles 15 16 <laughs> vehicles at home Dang. um yeah 
Craigslist was a dangerous. How many of them do, uh, do run? <laughs> um, almost all of them. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the he like found found the world of old BMWs and they're cheap because they're way too expensive to take them to someone else to fix and they're kind of weird to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. So he just like dug this rabbit hole and started with one four hundred dollar BMW from the eighties and now we have like seven. Jeez. And that that was the car that I drove until I moved down here. Nice. Was one of them. Um, but we've got fire truck, like huh. yeah, <laughs> uh, like a old international like nineteen forty sevens fire fire truck that my that uncle from so Alaska cool. bought in Kansas, and then went back to Alaska and like never took his fire truck with him. Yeah, and so I just sat in my other <laughs> uncle's yard Casual. for a while. Yeah, I'm like okay, um, and then my dad was like we're going to fix this up and put in parades. <laughs> so every 4th of July and Labor Day parade in Cleveland, Missouri or surrounding areas, <laughs> young Hannah was throwing candy off the back oh, of an old fire truck. Right. That's hilarious. Loved every second of it. <laughs> that one doesn't run. You have to like toe start it and it's been sitting there for a while. But it's like, it's our landmark. So whenever we're like, oh, here's how you get to our house. Um, go down the street <laughs> when you see this giant old red like candy apple red fire truck like that's our house don't go that driveway wow. go to the other driveway <laughs> okay so yes you are also a really creative person and yeah. um like tell us it's I find it so fascinating when someone is super like like very intellectual like you have that like engineering side of you but you also have this extremely creative side and you like to like work with your hands and do that kind of stuff what are some of like your favorite projects to do um what kind of like in all forms just like your job and everything what kind mm-hmm. of inspires you oh man i knew this was big coming. old question <laughs> big old question yeah no um so i've always like been creative i always like consider myself an artist and like whenever people would give superbolies or whatever those are called I'd be like oh creative hannah and i like was like i want to be something else <laughs> um but like i don't really define myself in any certain art form or like i don't i don't have a style I don't, like I, or i haven't found it yet yeah. i don't know currently my style is things that were going to be thrown away but i <laughs> took before they hit the trash can or yeah. like when they're right at the top of the trash can <laughs> i actually took a picture for reference to show you this thing that i made of a piece of paper that i literally like pulled out of the trash nice. can so you're All a scavenger right. yeah so i'm a scavenger artist um someone said found objects i'm like uh, yeah. that sounds a little too cool like Reclaimed. this is just like yeah. recy- people wanted to recycle this and they just didn't realize that i was gonna yeah. re- reuse it <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's weird. That's how you end up with an apartment full of astroturf. <laughs> Do yeah. you have an apartment full of astroturf? My, uh, so, yeah, actually. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is this real? Yeah. Um, so, when it was like, when I first got to make, it was like one of the first weeks we were here, there is the Southern southern makers event mm-hmm. and so make i don't know if y'all have been upstairs but the co-working spot has astroturf instead of carpet like that's what our carpet is up there and we've got like astroturf on the sign on the outside and so it's kind of like kind of our thing yeah and we had a bunch of extra astroturf and bruce was like oh we should take this and like make our space kind of like our space back there and so we like rolled out all this astroturf in our little square and then at the end 
He's like, okay, we don't really need this. Like, I'm going to take it to the dumpster. I'm like, you can't, what? <laughs> Why? And this was like two weeks after we moved here. And I was like, just getting settled into the new house. I'm like, carpet. I don't have, we need, there's no carpet in our house anywhere. Yeah. Like, oh, I was it's just kidding. All, You're being legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's all wood floors. And I'm like, we need an area rug. Bruce, I'm going to take these three rolls, four, just to be safe. Um, and, like, I'm just going to toss them in my car. Like, you can throw the rest out. Like, I did my, my duty to save this AstroTurf. Um, and it turned into the area rug in our living room. That's amazing. But, yeah, that defines my stylistic ideals <laughs> completely. It's just, like, just maybe a 12-year-old boy's bedroom or <laughs> Hannah's. We don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but lots of stuff I do, like, it is just random stuff. I'm like, I pull wood out of Alisaw's trash cans all the time because I'm like, I'm going to make something out of this. So I do, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel love it. That's it. kind of how I am too. Like, I hate throwing things away. And I've always been called a pack rat like my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and my family's like, Marthon, you've got to stop. Because I, I don't like throwing things away because I'm yeah. like, I never know when I'm going to need this. It could and be useful. I always end up using everything that I salvage. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I can totally relate to you <laughs> on that. And I really appreciate that you actually utilize what other people throw away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like all about reduce reuse recycle exactly Come on. <laughs> but yeah so trash art trashy <laughs> art I love it. I my love art is art. trashy um no but i do a lot of wood burning that was something that i got into for a little bit and like cool. um i burnt this whole espresso schematic Ooh. onto a big piece of plywood that i found in like the back of a fraternity house <laughs> and it was pretty cool. So it was like, it was like my engineering. That was where I'm like, I'm such an engineer. I just put this blown out schematic yeah. of like, here's how you'd put this machine together. Right. And then I just burnt it onto a piece of paper or like onto a piece of wood. I'm like, yeah. Art and engineering. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good tie in. It was a great little bio for my art paper that I had to write. <laughs> That's amazing. Cause turns out you don't have to write many papers for engineering. You have to write a lot of papers for art class. Oh. Well, well, do we want to get into some mistakes? Oh, man. Hmm. Right. So much of, like, I thought about this long and hard. I told you I was crowdsourcing my mistakes. Um, but that was more for the funny one, and then no one was helpful. And I was just like, gosh, you guys make me do this all on my own. Hi, hi, hi. But with, like, that kind of like made me realize what my mentality was. Like, I don't look at a lot of things like mistakes. Mm -hmm. um, they're just like the path that it took me. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so going through school and like going into engineering, I was like, I guess this is what I'll do. Like I was a senior in high school and they're like, you're good at math. Like you should go do this. I'm like, I guess so. That sounds fun. I want to do math problems for a while. Um, and I went into engineering and like started questioning like, why did I do this? Like should have done, should have gone into a program where I could have done both or like just straight into like, I wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, but then like as going through school and getting towards the end of it, like I would not have trade, like traded that experience for anything. Like I loved 
school. I loved my classes. Like I taught in the machine shop and got to te- like teach people how to use these crazy machines. And it was like their first intro into mechanical engineering. That's cool. And I was like, that was cool. And like, wouldn't, wouldn't have done that had I left and gone to art school. And just like the community that I found in college because my high school was tiny. Like I was friends with my friends because like there were no other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And then going into college, like I got to find my people and like really enjoy that time with them. And our col- like, our school is weird. <laughs> um, so why are we looking at me when you said no, that? I I'm just like, cause there's a life. light right there and I'm like kind of like a bug and just like distracted <laughs> by things constantly. <laughs> so, um, Missouri S&T has this really weird thing about St. Patrick's Day. And, like, we're Americans. Americans love drinking holidays. So America loves St. Pat's. Like, you know? Yeah. That's pretty normal. Like, you've had your green beers, like, your share of them. And, but we took that way too far (laughs) and had two days off of school for St. Patrick's Day. Because, like, 110 years ago, the students revolted. And they're like, this is too long between the beginning of the semester and finals and like we just need a break and they like just like march down the street and like like petition the chancellor and they're like we have like we need to celebrate saint patrick's day because he's the patron saint of engineering and they're like what (laughs) and then they're like we dub you the first saint pat mr chancellor because they're all dudes like everyone in engineering school is dudes yeah besides the 23 percent now and like that's a stretch now. Uh, back then, they were all dudes. So they like dubbed the chancellor St. Pat. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll give you a couple days off. And it's just turned into this insane thing. Like, our colors are gold and silver. Everything you see from S&T is green because of St. Pat's. Um, <laughs> we celebrate it for like three weeks straight. And there's Whoa. like all these weird activities that people do because it's like a challenge. You have to like win St. Pat's. And there's a a board, the St. Pat's board, who sells sweatshirts, and everyone gets their sweatshirt. Every it's like a cult. This is (laughs) wow, that's so crazy. (laughs) Um, Very involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It's so involved. It's so weird. And like the little fraternity boys in their freshman year, they have to um, create a shillelagh, which is a tree trunk, Mm -hmm. bigger than your hands, taller than you are. And you have to carry around for three days. And then you have to go kill snakes in the snake pits, which is in the middle of campus. What? Oh, and what? You just- <laughs> Everything said, you're saying. Oh, excuse me. Uh, what? <laughs> you're saying this like so like matter-of-factly. And you're like, obviously, they have to go kill snakes in a snake pit. Well, yeah, because St. Pat got all the snakes out. Like... We're you just, know, honestly, I don't think I know anything about St. Patrick. Like, I, <laughs> I just oh. know, like, you know, like, leprechauns and, like, green Oh, yeah, stuff. there's not a leprechaun to be in sight. Like, <laughs> it's just all about St. Pat. There's, like, there's the this... The weirdest <laughs> school I've ever heard of. <laughs> Middle of Missouri. Mm. Let me tell you. Nothing else to do. <laughs> Nothing else to do. Yeah, that's... So um, kill snakes in the snake. Pit. When you're doing engineering school in a town that's, like, roughly twice the size of what your university is, yeah. like, you do school. And then you drink. And like, yeah. that's yeah. the two. <laughs> that's, Auburn. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Auburn. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then school. you kill snakes with shillelaghs. <laughs> but only <laughs> three days. Like, you weren't that bored. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it was like, 
that was the coolest part is like it's so freaking weird and like and telling people about it, they're always like what like you got days off of school for pat st pat's and like there's all this stuff but like it created such a cool community and like everyone was in on it we didn't have sports or we had sports teams like no one wanted to watch them we didn't yeah. no one cared about homecoming none of the alumni come back st. for Patrick's homecoming Patrick's yeah that's, the fact that you call it St. Pat's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a St. Pat's. It's, <laughs> it's not St. Patrick's. It's the, the it's best Pat's. ever St. Pat's. And like, that's everywhere. Everyone's like, oh, the best ever. And like, when you're killing snakes, you have to be, here's to the first best ever St. Pat's. And you have to count so wait, up. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Back to the snake pit. <laughs> Is there like an actual snake pit? Um, there's not real snakes. They're rubber. Oh, um, oh <laughs> come on. <laughs> But you, you're from Alabama. You can't play with us like that. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, like, there's plenty of snakes to be killed in Missouri. Like, I wish they were actually taking these suckers out because they're terrifying. Yeah. Um, but it might be endangering someone's life or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you just can't throw there. a bunch of like freshman <laughs> boys in this pit full of snakes to bite them. I <laughs> mean, like torture. Uh, I mean, but that's they did. I was picturing <laughs> me too. <laughs> they did used to. Um, so there's this thing that they're like. Oh, don't drink the Alice. I mean, like, what is Alice? So, like, back in the eighties, like when things were really rough there, like, did was... they have real snakes in the pit? No, but they had like <laughs> this pool full of like this weird green liquid that like literally had God knows what's in it, and they would the St. Pat's board reps would run around and like pick up the freshmen and throw them in here. <gasps> oh, oh, gross. Yeah. And like it was, it's just freaking weird. That got banned, so there's no more, yeah, no more really Alice. Good. How do you get the name Alice? Do you know? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. This is from the Missouri S and T magazine, um, on the Missouri S and T site. So let's dig into this. Yeah. Okay. For more than four decades, students chose to become Knights of Saint Patrick. Underwent a baptism into a pool of soupy, slimy concoction that came to be known as Alice. Huh. A mix of stale beer, leftovers from fraternities and eating clubs. What the hell is an eating club? Yeah. I didn't get to join any of those. <laughs> uh, uh, the occasional roadkill and yeah. other ingredients too bizarre or sickening to mention. The substance mm. fit well into the raucous St. Pat's traditions of celebrating ex- excess and sanit- just a lot of excessive pomp and circumstances. Ooh, uh, dunking student nights into the cattle trough of stuff began in the 1950s. But according to 1991 UMR St. Pat's board baby rep, baby reps are like the pledges of the babies. Um, The gunk first became known as Alice in 1967. The name was bestowed in honor of an ex-girlfriend of Richard Dummery, CE 71 MS Engineering Management 72. Of course. Right. Of course, it's Richard. It's just after a girlfriend. Damn, Richard's girlfriend. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, so that was weird and tangential, but, like, part of the reason that I really loved my school and, like, mm-hmm. I felt that community and, like, we all rallied around that and, like, that was just, like, the greater mantra of my time at S&D. Like, I w- would not trade it. Um, sure. But the whole time I was there, I questioned it. Yeah. And then afterwards, when I was, like, or towards the end where I was like looking into jobs nothing felt right and I like started questioning it even more like why the hell did I just like spend four and a half years doing all of this shit like and nothing like I don't want to do any of this yeah Yeah. I feel like 
so many people who go to school think that way. Like it's just become this thing that you do right after high school. Oh yeah. And you kind of question, like you don't really question why you're doing it. You just know that it's the next choice and you're just like on, you're just in this cycle and then no one knows what to do after. And I mean, I don't even, I don't think I've majored in the right thing, but I did it and I got a degree, but then I'm not using it now. Yeah. You're yeah. not using it. Yeah. Degree. I mean, same. Josh dropped out. Dropped out. So <laughs> probably just us all. Yeah. Yeah. In Australia, it's really popular. Oh yeah. It's pretty popular for people to take a gap year. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's so smart because right out of high school, like you don't know what you want to do. Uh, yeah. And like, the thing is, is it's okay. Like I feel like there's so much pressure to know what you want to do, where you want to go to school. Oh, yeah. What do you want to do with your life? And it's like, you're 18. Eight. Yeah. I know. Getting yeah. an 18 year old to make the biggest decision yeah. to determine like, the rest of their re- life. Yeah. Oh, so I feel I like taking a gap year, going and working somewhere, yeah. working in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you take a gap year though, you shouldn't waste it. Like you should go. Yeah. yeah. You should take like a gap five years. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, you should like go live in another country or another yeah. part of the U.S. Mm-hmm. if you have a means. If not, mm-hmm. like. Go work on a farm somewhere. Like, yeah. Go yeah, go, go fun here. <laughs> Josh is I just mean, like, <laughs> can I do a gap year now? I mean, yeah, yeah we're dang where you are. Like, I'm 31 and I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. At 18, I was even further away. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I took a year and a half off of school and I think it was the best decision I've ever made in my life. Yeah. I still came back and I still didn't fully know what I wanted to do, but I had a mm-hmm. slightly more direction. Mm-hmm. But sure. I took it like, in the middle of school and like my wow. entire family was like are you gonna go back and finish like uh-huh. we really want you to finish school like what are you doing in your life josh what are you going back i'm is a very extended gap year <laughs> multiple many years he's still in that like exploration yeah. phase yes yes, yes. still, still trying to find yourself <laughs> <laughs> i feel like if i were to go back i know i would go back for it's just like, do I want to take on that debt to go back for this? Ugh, yeah. That's a whole nother topic. Exactly. Because the first two years I had paid, so I didn't have to worry about that. Gotcha. So I like, have no debt. Because you're super smart. Yeah. No, because well, I have. Well, what smart. you want to do, if it's going to pay off and like in the long run, you'll be able to pay your debt off. Because until you make a certain amount of money, you actually don't have to pay it back, I don't think, or something. Yeah, there's like a time and then a money. No, and that's like, I think that's something that I've learned the most since getting out of college and like joining this fellowship and like being with Venture for America and being in a space that's so different from Mm -hmm. what I was used to, like what my internships were, what I thought I was going to go in. Everyone I talk to is doing something like drastically yes. different yeah. from yeah. what they studied. Cause I'm like, Oh cool. Like it's fine. Um, it, I could get 30 years down the road and be like, shit, I just wasted this time mm-hmm. and yeah. grinding away in like some process line in Arkansas or something. But I just expedited that a little bit and I'm like, okay, like let's explore. Let's really figure out like what I want to do, where I want to go. Like I didn't know I had this passion for creating space and like education and, yeah just wanting to make people like help others succeed. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. The mantra of all of this, my whole life is just, let's see what happens. When you get there. Yeah. It's okay. And yeah. that's where I like struggled with finding a mistake. Cause I'm like, was it a mistake for me mm-hmm. to go straight into engineering? What like that? I question all of this stuff. Um, and like, I don't think we're going to know that now. I don't think we're going to know that 
for a long time. Yeah. And by that point, like, it's not even a mistake. It's just like the way your life went. Yeah, it's part of your life. And that's what you're doing. And that's such a good way to look at it too, because if you are so fixated, and that's one thing, like after doing this podcast, I feel like when we ask people to think about their mistakes, they're like, well, I really don't know if I have a mistake. And it's like, you actually have to think a lot about it because Mm -hmm. if you do fixate on this was, this was a mistake or this was not the right decision or it led me in a weird way, you always come back around and you're like, it's not really actually a mistake. It actually helped me. It actually benefited me in this way. So it's been really positive. Even things that in the moment you thought were mistake in reality, it's not, it's just like you said, a part of your path, especially big picture stuff like that. Like little picture. I could think of plenty of mistakes. Yeah. Speaking (laughs) of little mistakes, you have a funny mistake. Oh man. Lighthearted one. Yeah. um, Did your crowdsourcing help? No, it didn't. But (laughs) then I was like, it helped because I'm like, I'm just going to go back through Facebook and Mm -hmm. like, look at these pictures from a thousand years ago. And I didn't do that. But then I thought of this old picture. (laughs) I like, I've got a lot of ideas person. (laughs) Sometimes the follow through is like questionable. Um, But like I got to a story. So, Um, so I was thinking about it and like, there was this picture that uh, I was probably like middle school, early high school. Yeah. It was like early high school and I just got a haircut. And, like, I thought this was going to be, like, a very cool haircut and, like, got some bangs and it was, like, kind of shaggy. It was, like, still longish, but, like, lots of layers. And I, like, took a nice mirror selfie because that's what you do. Obviously. And, like, I looked at it and I'm like, this is not a good haircut. What was I thinking? (laughs) And, like, it was just, like, very instantaneous, but it was, like, already, like, I sent it to my best friend at the time. Like, oh, look got my haircut and then I like thought about it I'm like oh my god what have I done I just like what are these where's like what is my hair doing right now um but in that time she had already sent it to this boy that I was talking oh, to no. oh no why did she send it yeah I think there were all like some ar- ulterior motives there oh dang um <laughs> and so she had like already sent it off to this boy and I'm just like, oh my God. Um, and that was the last time I got a like professional haircut for like until I was in college. Wow. I, like, traumatized. Yeah, I was traumatized because I was like, first of all, you were the lady that was supposed to tell me like, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like when I showed you the picture. Second of all, like you did a shit job of it. <laughs> like you let me walk out like this. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start cutting my own hair. And so I cut my own hair for like a long, long time because I was just like, this is what needs to happen because I'm not going to make that mistake again of trusting someone with scissors, which like turns out I shouldn't trust myself with scissors sometimes (laughs) because I would like cut it a little. I'm like, I'm just going to trim my hair. And then it just got shorter and shorter. Because you're trying to make it even. As hair goes. I've done that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so one time I ended up cutting like a foot off of my hair. Which, like, I meant to cut it shorter, but it just kept getting shorter and shorter. (laughs) A foot is a lot. It was a lot. That's a lot of hair. Yeah. I donated the first part, and then, like, the the subsequent inches, (laughs) those are lost to time. Uh, But, yeah, so uh, don't trust people to cut your hair, but then also don't trust yourself to cut hair. And Seems like a lose-lose. It is a lose-lose. And then I went to like college and like grew up. I'm like, I'm finally going to buy a haircut and got a great haircut. 
because like this yeah. person knew what they're doing yeah. and i didn't go in saying well, make me look like on. gwen stefani or whatever <laughs> i think that might have been the mistake <laughs> <laughs> make me look like gwen stefani i yeah i think that was like looking back at it the mistake was that i wanted that haircut and then the second mistake was taking a picture of that haircut afterwards. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I wish I could show you this picture, but I have like scrubbed the internet of it. Yes. Not my my old friend's phone, <laughs> nor the boy's phone. But like, how did it turn out with the guy? <laughs> that was the part where I'm like, I think they're ulterior motives. Yeah. Like they ended up dating later on, of course. Uh, and then she ended up hating me for some reason. I was like, uh, okay. Uh, Maybe because he actually liked you. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, plug some stuff. Plug some stuff. Yeah. Come screen print with me on the 21st of August. And Josh. I was right. Okay. Yeah, you were right. You know my schedule better. (laughs) Um, So, like, my big thing right now is make. Like, I live and breathe make. So, on everything, like and follow and comment and subscribe to at MakeBHM. That's B-H-M, not B-H-A-M. Mm. which like I shouldn't be particular about because I'm new to this Birmingham thing, but I really think Birmingham just like needs to pick one and they need to pick the better one, which is BHM because it's much more visually pleasing. (laughs) (laughs) So Randall, get on that (laughs) next initiative. BHM. BHM. Yeah. So make BHM. Um, Sometimes there's funny posts. Normally it's just me saying you should come take this class but there's a lot of cool classes there's a lot of cool classes so we can teach you to screen print we can teach you throwing on the wheel or hand building pottery we can teach you how to weld or do some woodworking and really just like find your thing if you're wondering where you should go next and what you should do like josh he's gonna become a master screen printer for way less than going back to college yeah because it'll be like three classes at make mm-hmm. that's a lot cheaper than that's a lot cheaper than school. college but also <laughs> probably not the same education because mm-hmm. we just drink beer and screen print in the class a lot more enjoyable a lot more yeah. enjoyable um yeah and if you want to see my trash art i've got an instagram i don't know Go for it it is hannah palindrome way double underscore elizabeth uh-huh. double underscore okay which is tricky it is. It is. It's okay. We'll tag you. You on described Instagram it well. That's all we need. Thank you for being on yes. the podcast. Very Thank you so for having me here in your half-walled house. Hey, what yeah. do you think of the bed? Oh, it's pretty nice. Thanks. I, we were talking earlier about how I just got these new shoes like a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, but I think I've worn them every day since then, and they yeah. already smell. Same. So I'm sorry if your bed <laughs> smells like my feet after this. Uh, <laughs> there's normally a dog and my feet, so it's fine. Oh, perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. used to all the smells. Um, but I do appreciate that you got new pillows from yes. hearing everyone else's <laughs> comments on the pillows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I heard there were a point of contention. Yes. They were. Yes. And I'm like all just like You're curled up in them right now. <laughs> so nice. So it was good. Good choice. Thanks. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Oh, this has, has been, been a pleasure. so great. I love so chatting with y'all. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 Good night. This is a mistake.